Friend and Foe Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to Friend and Foe Adventure Co., an immaturely mature Bunkers and Badasses actual play podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. You may be thinking to yourself, hey, it hasn't been two weeks between episodes, and that's because we are presently doing a giveaway. Nirvana Games hooked us up with a couple of copies of the source book, and so we are giving those away. And that's going on from now until June 16th of 2022. So stick around until the very, very end of the episode to hear more details on how you can enter to win a source book. Though we are going to go back to every two weeks now. This episode was 99% improvised, and I love it. It's one of my favorite episodes we've done. I gave an idea to each of them about where they were starting or how to start, but they didn't have to stick to that. And so we kind of like workshopped it together about where they were uh, about a year ago before the adventure in Geohold kicks off. So this happened sometime after the events of the Quest for the Wizard's Wand. If you didn't listen to the Quest for the Wizard's Wand, that's okay. You can jump in here. This is a good starting point. Essentially, all you need to know is that Tarquin had gone on an adventure to get this glorious weapon, and they got it, and they kept it, and they set off to go on their own adventure. All right, badasses, enjoy. A little over a year ago, we joined Tarquin as he wakes up from a deep, drunken slumber. And he was with friends before, but he is waking up alone. Oh, guys, how wasted were we last night? I can still see that dancing robot girl from that poster. I like... Guys? Hey, Scott? Robin? Cosmander? Where are you guys? No one replies. Right, I'm going to sort of crawl to my feet, uh, bearing in mind that my vision is uh, completely blurry, and I guess just have a look around our little makeshift camp. Okay, so roll a search check. Oh, that is a five. I'm like, is this even my camp? What the hell is that? (laughs) Yeah, you see a fire that was going last night, but it's long extinguished. And there's no sign of anybody around. Okay, I have a check in the other tents, but all the other stuff is gone. There's no sign of a struggle. Everything's just empty. So my immediate thought is, shit, the wizard's wand. Where the hell's that? I start frantically scrabbling around, looking in all the places that we've previously kept it. But there is no sign of the famed weapon that we went to so much effort to win. My immediate right, because the reason why we were drinking, the reason why we we're getting so drunk is because obviously I think we vow after getting the wizard's wand, we vowed to become just a you know, a band of uh, daring adventurers going where going where the mission took us. So we just sort of won a uh, particularly difficult challenge, taking down a group of bandits. So my first thought then is shit, maybe the bandits came and got revenge. So I'm gonna try and sort of stumble my way back to where we fought the bandits and see if there's any evidence there. You were pretty drunk, so let's roll an insight check to see if you can remember exactly how to get back to where the bandits were. That is a 10. 
you you have a rough idea, so you start heading west. Excellent. I'm going to start heading west. Obviously, we were camped out in the desert. There's lots of rocks. It's all that sort of arid sort of crap. The heat is beating down. I've got a pounding headache. Probably haven't got any water. No, I've got one of my bottles strapped to my leg. I'm going to take a sip of it. Ah, oh, shit, more vodka. What am I doing? I'm a mess. <laughs> so are you a mess right now? Like, even it's you were a mess before losing your friends and and whatnot or or is this what's gonna drive you there well so like i'm a drunken hungover mess at the moment but i imagine as more details develop i will couple that with emotional mess as well (laughs) psychological mess all of all the (laughs) all the kinds of mess mess in your pants you know like a a seven layer salad but with mess That's the new Tarquin Britstone tagline. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we join in on Mercurius roughly a year ago. You had your accident and you've built your own limbs to replace the old ones. Do your eyes, did you have the the mechanical eyes before or is this accident related as well? Uh, let's say I had those before just because of my fascination with, no, I was born with them. I was born with them. (laughs) (laughs) Straight out of the womb. Straight out of the womb. What the heck? Squeezing you out. (laughs) Yeah. I got hard metal bits. I don't care for it. So you're, you're literally part machine from birth. Yeah. Okay. So you've built your limbs. You've been working on your mech. Have you have you taken your mech out for test runs or run diagnostics? What what's like the state of the mech? Because you know your lawyering was paying for your mech before. I'm gonna say it's a hobby mech, so it's not like super state of the art or anything. And I've I've run it around just you know kind of scoot over scoot over the dunes, maybe shoot targets. Yeah, go to the take it to the range. Show up with it to the range and blow everybody's eardrums out like some kind of jackass. Why don't we have you out then on the dunes shooting some skags or something? Yeah, shooting skags, shooting cans. It'll be great. I'm having a blast. And you know what? Why don't we give you... Choose two of your other weapon attachments. So you've got your minigun and then you've got two other attachments on your skill sheet. Well, let's let's keep the minigun, and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Mech fist. Ooh, there's a flamethrower here. Yeah, let's do the salamander. That's fun. We're just turning into a Warhammer 40k dreadnought over here. You know, as far as fuel goes, let's, uh, let's like, double your fuel in your armor. You've got money. You, you were a lawyer not too long ago. Fairly successful. And even if you weren't, you know, you still ripped people off and overcharged them. You know, you'd... You took 40 out, 40 oh, yeah, minute meetings and charged them for the full hour. For sure. So you have three skags in front of you and you are in your mech. Okay, let's play with the salamander. We'll shoot a flamethrower at him at the closest, whatever is nearest. You got one skag to your left, one square away. One that's to your right, one square away. And then straight in front of you is two squares away. Let's go, let's, let's take the center one. Let's light up the center one that's two squares away. 
still roll your accuracy, your D20, to see your fuel efficiency. I rolled an accuracy of 14 and dealt six damage. Skags kind of have this hardened shell around them, but you flame it and you just, you flame that skag and it's, its leg catches on fire a little bit. So you deal an additional point of damage because you've hit through some of its armor and its flesh catches a little bit on fire. So we haven't talked about this on the podcast actually. So I'll explain real quick. Corrosive deals double damage to armor and or metal. Cryo will slow a target. And then if it hits it again, then they become frozen. Explosive deals splash damage. Incendiary deals double damage to flesh. Radiation will penetrate shields. So it will just ignore the shields and damage directly their health. And then shock deals double damage to shields. Um, okay, so yeah, you deal that. And then you get one more attack. Oh, right, right. Okay, uh, we're going to use a mech fist on the skag to the left. So I rolled an accuracy of 15 and dealt 12 damage. And how much fuel have you expended? That was two more fuel. I'm sitting at 25, I believe. You give it a good punching. It gives out a whelp. I don't know what, what kind of... <laughs> uh, ow, stop it. That's, that's my skag yeah. voice. all right the skags are going to attack you back we'll just go left middle right so the one to your left bites at you wow dealing nine damage it's going to leave me with 21 armor and then the center one charges at you dealing two damage the right one bites at you as well dealing eight damage down to 11 we'll cut over to to good boy well, but you are not, you're not good boy right now. It's true. I'm not. Roughly a year ago, we joined Matt, the, the bandit at this point. You're not a full-fledged psycho. You haven't got your buzz axe. That's true. I, my backs. <laughs> your backs? Is that, that what you Yeah, backs. No. That's what you're planning on naming it, naming it at this point. So what, where are you? Probably just out in the wilderness somewhere, probably in a camp. You and some bandits, some fellow bandits, and a psycho. There's a psycho that's kind of, you know, you look up to, you admire him. Or do you, I guess? How do you feel about him? I look up to him. I admire him. Okay. (laughs) You know, other people look up to him and admire him. I don't know. Maybe you think he's kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, I'm just jealous. I, I pretend like he's a dick, but really I, uh, I'm just jealous. I I wish I was as crazy and unpredictable as he was. So you and some other bandits and this one psycho are out and you, you see a caravan traveling across the desert and the psycho says, Strip the flesh, salt the wound. Everyone understands that to be like, it's go time. We're we're going to go attack. Okay. Yeah. So everybody starts charging towards this caravan. What's your kind of social standing in this group? I think I'm probably just uh, one of the, just one of the group. I'm just kind of in the middle. I don't think I'm, you know, I'm obviously like not the leader, but I don't think I'm like the new guy or whatever either. 
Okay. So as everybody's charging, they pull out these patches, these pouches from the side. And they just, there's like a drug that bandits love to use. And it kind of makes them like sort of hallucinate or feel a certain way. Like, you know, I don't really know. I'm not a bandit or a psycho. I, you know, I don't, I don't do that stuff, but so you take this powder or liquid. What is it? What what kind of drug is it? Do you roll it up in a piece of paper and smoke it like a, a marijuana cigarette? I think it's it's like something that you have to put like on your eyes. I don't maybe like a, like eye drops almost. It has to I don't know about has to, but that's the way that they use it is that they they put it on their eyes. No, you know what, though? Actually, what if it's, you know, you pull out a powder because psychos are just crazy. And it's like, you know, any other person would know to, like, snort that or put it on their gums or whatever it is. You know, I know things from TV, I guess. (laughs) But instead, psychos and bandits, they rub this powder into their eyes, this gritty powder into their eyes, making them all bloodshot, but but taking you in that way. That was my first thought, honestly, but I was like, no, I'll tone it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and sometimes it's not uncommon to, like, cause a little bit of bleeding from the eyes because you rub it in so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bandits are are savages you know they are (laughs) yeah depending on your dealer sometimes they cut it with like sand (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) get sawdust yeah (laughs) as you approach the caravan you see two orcs at the lead one of them's holding the reins and there's just a single saurian pulling these two orcs in the wagon you can't see what's in the wagon at this point they see you they whip the the reins trying to make the Saurian go faster, but but that's a lot of weight for one Saurian, so th- it's not going much faster. You're it, it goes a little bit faster, but you're still catching up to it pretty good. As you get closer, one orc reaches into the back, grabs a barrel of something, and then jumps out of the wagon. And you're about six squares away from this orc. Uh, but you've got two other bandits with you that are ahead of you and the psycho is uh, is in the lead. Yeah, so you're like in the back. Okay. Yeah, what do you want to do here? You've got a gun. I think I'm going to go after the guy running off with the barrel. Are the are the others going to be going for the wagon or are they you're not 100% sure at this point because you know you're not you're not this super well coordinated psychos aren't super well coordinated. Oh yeah, that's true. You do know orcs are pretty aggressive too. So it's almost like two aggressive creatures coming together. Yeah. So uh I'm going to uh push one of the other bandits out of the way. I'm going to push him down as he tries to go for my barrel. I've decided that's my barrel now. Uh, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go after that work with the barrel. Yeah. You push that one, actually roll an interact check. Uh, it's a nine plus three to 12. Okay. Yeah. You push him and he stumbles. He doesn't fall down all the way, but he, he's definitely now in the, in the back and you run two squares closer at this point. 
the orcs holding the barrel it's it just jumped off so it's like getting its bearing its feet you know like it stumbled as it got off but it's starting uh-huh. to settle one of the the bandit you did the bandit to the left the bandit to the right now you two are like neck and neck it starts shooting but while running and it's going to be like a harder shot for it this thing is like a stormtrooper because it can't hit the broad side of a barn or a wagon yeah <laughs> literally yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's shooting and it it hits the backside of the psycho that's in the lead. And the psycho doesn't even care. Like it, it, to that it was just like fuel. It's like fuel the rage. At this point that psycho's 3 squares away from the orc. You're 4 squares away from it. Okay, yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try to again try to get there before the psycho does. Let's roll a traverse check. Oh boy. Yeah, that's not that's a six. There's <laughs> nothing I can add to that to make it work. Also, my it's I have a zero modifier for traverse anyway. So <laughs> So not great. Okay. Yeah. You you're trying to like push by the other guy to use him as a boost type of thing, and it doesn't work at all. You just end up kind of like getting tangled up with him and and fall even further behind. So now The psycho is one square away from this orc. The orc pulls behind it a torch and swipes it against its leg, which is a coarse leg, and it's like a giant match. It just ignites that torch. It taps it to the barrel, lifts it up, and the big old psycho is going to try and slash it with its buzz axe. Decided I don't want that barrel anymore. And it deals 11 damage to this orc bushwhacker. I think as soon as I saw that, I uh, I immediately like put on the brakes and like turned to go towards the wagon. <laughs> that I was yelling something like, that's my barrel. Give me my barrel. And then I saw that and I said, that's your barrel. Take the barrel. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm going toward the wagon instead. We will cut there and go back to Tarquin. As you're heading west, you see a little bit to the north, uh, some smoke, and you think, yeah, that must be where we were. So then you head to that camp, and you get to the camp. You don't remember exactly what happened at the camp. Uh, you know, it's all a haze, because you were you were pre-drunk partying then, too. Uh, you were on a quest, and there were some bandits that were causing problems in the area, so that's kind of coming back to you that that you were on that quest and you you needed to deal with these for some gold. Roll a search check. Not 20, baby. Okay, so you see two bandits burnt bodies. You see a psycho, you know, just that one of those hulking things. Like, this must have been an epic fight. And you also see, like, they, they had a little camp. It's a very crappy camp, like... Who, who put together these tents, but those are also burning. You guys must have gone hog wild and just like burnt everything. But you do see a trail of blood kind of leading off in, in one direction and some shuffling tracks. I follow these tracks. Let's roll a search check just to see how well you can track the blood. Uh, that is a 10. Because there's so much blood and because they're stumbling, it's not a hard track to follow. So you follow it to a certain point where there's a 
pool of blood, but then a wagon, some wheel marks come, are there, and, and the body's not there. There's no body there, but you do see some wheel marks. So the wagon's not there? Wheel the wagon's just, not there. Just wheel marks. Well, yeah. I, get, I mean, looks like I'm going to follow the wheel marks then. Okay. Got nothing else to go on. <laughs> Roll a search check. Uh, 14. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, you can follow them pretty well. Roll an insight check. 17. You kind of get the feeling that, like, you know, like, this bandit would have been too injured to do anything. I mean, you found a pool of blood, so you get the feeling that that has nothing to do with the disappearance of, of your friends. Possibly. Okay. Possibly. But if he's too injured to do anything, that implies someone else was driving the wagon, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm still going to follow it. Uh, all right. You follow it for a good while, and you get close to a town. Why don't you name this town? Um, the town is called Shartleby. Would you spell that for me? Um, that would be S-H-A-R-T-L-E-B-Y. It's got one of those crappy signs. It's like written in marker pen, and it says population 38. It's like a real shitty little place. Probably not on many maps. Like an actual shot, it catches people by surprise. Like, oh, (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been to Shartleby before? Not that I recall, no. Um, Yeah, you go into town, you see the, you know, the tracks go into town. They just kind of continue to roll on in and and they leave but but you you know they they could have been there overnight or something or whatever uh okay i'm gonna find probably i mean mm, pub is probably a bit of an ambitious term let's go for drinking hovel i will see if i can locate you know where the main hangout for people is sounds good you find a, a pretty dingy bar there and go into it you were traveling long enough that it's it's like Late afternoon. First, I'm going to order a drink. What are you ordering? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to order a... The house special? The house special, yes. Let's order a pint of that. <laughs> they bring out a a drink and they put it down in front of you. It's this yellowish brown color. It looks like gross, dirty water. And it's got a skag toe in there. Excellent. I'm just gonna I'm gonna stir it with the toe just because I'm a classy. Ah, uh, you must be a local. I I thought you were <laughs> new around here. This ain't my first dive bar, mate. <laughs> <laughs> As you swirl it in there, some of the blood from the finger flows in there and turns the brown into like a little bit more of a crimson. It gives it a crimson hue. Mm. So it's like a it looks a lot more drinkable now. Extra flavor. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a significant gulp uh and then I'm gonna talk to the bar tender. You know what? Roll <laughs> just for the fun of it, roll a let's do an roll an interact check. Oh that would be a critical fail. <laughs> okay. This thing takes you hard. Like it's a it's stronger than you expected it to be. Nice. And you your your speech is slurred it's back like when you died again you know you <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, excuse me sir is it bandits bandits injured wounded bloody bandit wagon bandit wagon 
You, wow, you can, you are not from around here. You cannot handle your liquor. I just keep pointing to the door. Wagon. Wagon. <laughs> uh, we don't get a lot of wagons around here. There was a wagon that came through late last night. And it uh, it stopped by and grabbed some supplies, I think. Uh, it might have gone over to the doctors, too. I'm, I'm not sure. Doctors, where, please? There's only, like, ten buildings here. It's the one with the giant cross on it. Okay, bye. Okay, you go outside, and you can very clearly see, you know, a, a doctor's office down the street from you. I stumble towards that. You go in, and there is a guy in a torn up doctor's jacket, a lab coat type thing. He's got one eye and one hand, no robotics or anything. And he's, he's, uh, you, you look rough. I'm going to prod him in the chest and say, you doctor, bandit wagon? A bandit wagon, a bandit, what? Bandit wagon, you, you're drunk. I see you, you must've stopped by the saloon. Injured bandit wagon. Where? Uh, he pulls out a syringe and just stabs it into your arm. Oh my god. And injects you with it. And you pass out. Alright, so we are rejoining Mercurius. You've got a weakened skag. A very weak skag to your left. One square away. One square in front of you is a like medium weakened skag. And then a full strength skag to your right. A medium, a medium well skag. A medium well skag, yeah. That's actually the one you lit on fire a little bit. Just a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, get him. It's more uh, medium rare. Medium rare skag, yeah. I, I gotta light him up again. Um, yeah. So I would like to try and maneuver on the other side of the skag to the left so that I can line him and the skag to the right up in order to hit them both with my minigun. I see I have two squares of movement. Is that sufficient or is that going to be impossible? Okay, you you're able to do this. We'll we'll say you can. So I like cool, this idea. Works. It'll it'll be good. So okay, yeah, you move, you maneuver around to the left, and now all of the skags are lined up pretty well. You've got like a little booster on your on your mech that makes it so that you were able to move very quickly, and now you've got a nice shot lined up for with the minigun. So I rolled a 14 accuracy and dealt six damage to all, or all three. Yeah, all three. Yeah, you light up your minigun. You just shoot. It fires through all three of them. The first one, it just tears to shreds. The one that's closest to you. It is eviscerated. The next one, it goes pretty limp. It's, it's shot through really well and... It's it's laying there dead. And then the final one, it you shoot through and some of its armor chips off and a little a teeny bit of blood flies from it. And so now you just have that one skag left. Just one skag. Wow, I, would, I didn't realize that was enough to take out two of them. That's fantastic. You were great. Woo! Go get them. Robot. Cool. Um, so with my movement, does that count for my two actions? No, it's not two actions, right? You, you have... You have all of these actions. So move, attack, throw, drink a potion. And then if you want, you have extra movement. That would give me a mayhem point. And then you have an extra attack, and that would give me a mayhem point. I'm a little further away from this guy now. Let's... 2d6, 1d6. We'll fire the flamethrower again. Is he within two squares? You would need to move forward one more. Okay, okay. We'll just 
Fire the minigun then. That's three squares. 17 is minus one fuel. Wow, that's another Whoa. six. Holy shit. Okay, I rolled a 17 accuracy and dealt six damage again. Minigun's popping today. Wow, okay. It is very weak. You shoot it. It's bleeding profusely. It gives out this skag whelp and starts to limp away. It's trying to run away. Uh, it, it travels like two squares. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> Poor skag. Ah, it's just a skag. No remorse. Yeah, it depends on how much of a sociopath you are. You, you know, it's like you've injured this thing. You could go let it suffer and bleed out, huh. or you could put it out of its misery. Yeah, I guess. You know, whatever, whatever you. I want. guess leaving it alone would be the dick move, huh? Yeah, I don't. I, that's how you feel. <laughs> but yeah, it's five squares away from you, so you would have to move. Okay, I will. I will approach and let the minigun rip one last time. Okay, so you move those two squares. It's within a range of three. Accury of Accury Accury a Honda Acura of seven and a damage of four. So that takes an extra fuel, right? Yes, extra fuel. Uh, that would be five fuel, which leaves me with thirteen after all of those movements. Running out of gas here. Yeah, you rip through this skag. It gives this howl as it dies, and yeah, you, you you've killed these three skags. You feel like this test run is a pretty good test run. Uh, it, and it was a good distraction, you know, like you, you only recently installed these new limbs and you've been pretty decent at walking around in them, but you, you still can't stand the thought of going back into a court in a, into a courtroom. Yeah. I don't like it, but I do like how the, uh, prosthesis are interfacing with the mechs controls. That's, that's working out real well. Might want to, might want to reinforce that armor a little bit though. Took some hefty damage. So what are you going to do now? You finish that? You going to head back into town? Or you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to head back. Uh, I guess I'll find a bar, have a drink after all that excitement. Okay. What what town are you in? Did did you practice law in Geohold, or was this kind of an outskirts town, a a, a medium city? Or? I'm going to say are you a small town country lawyer. A small town country lawyer. Yeah. I, Is it short or I big? think we'll stay in. <laughs> it's it's it'll be. <laughs> they have a huge need for lawyers. Very bustling. Yes, I'm a, I'm a lawyer in Shartleby. So can I get one of those cool drinks with the skag toe in it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but yeah, what what city are you in? Let's say it's not in Geohold. Let's let's put you somewhere else outside of Geohold. We're gonna leave Shartleby alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't be in Shartleby. It's like, this is a bigger population. You know, like, there is an actual use yeah. for, like, uh, an Alaspis lawyer. Yeah. You know, it, this is a pretty lawless place, but, but medium-sized cities will have some degree of law. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you're from this medium-sized city, or at least that's where you, you know, you had practiced law. Um, what's it called? Jarburg. Yeah, spell that. J J A R B U R G, and it, you know it's like uh, population is maybe like six hundred or so. Yeah, people know each other for the most part. You know, like you occasionally see people you don't know, but but everybody's probably within like three degrees of of knowing each other. You know, it's like oh, I know Tim knows Scott, who knows this person that I don't know. Yeah, type thing. Okay, yeah, as you're heading back to town, it's not a very far place. You know, it's a couple of, uh, it's like a quarter of a day travel to back to town. 
So as you're heading back to town, you can see the town in the distance. It's not too far. You get hit with corrosive, just acid on your back. Huh. And it, it's starting to eat away a little bit at, at your mech and deals 12 damage. Ooh, there it goes. It is going to despawn. What do you, what do you call that? Dematerialize? So it doesn't actually do that. It It's getting, it's like corroding and your cockpit isn't opening. It's not dematerializing. I'm stuck. Door stuck. Yeah, you're stuck in there. It's, it's, you're in there. Um, and you don't know what's attacking you. You just know that some corrosive damage hit you. You know, the lights were flashing. They're flashing red. There's warning signs. All right. Uh, so I, well, I guess the door's not opening. Emergency eject isn't going to help me at this point. <laughs> you pull the emergency eject and you splash into the window. Just for a good. splatter of blood like a <laughs> bug on a windshield. The end. <laughs> the end of Mercurius. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad choice. Uh, can I can I search for whatever hit me from behind? Is that doable for my current predicament? There we go. Do a search check. That is seventeen. Oh, perfect. Okay, very good. So as the acid is corroding at your metal of the back of the mech, you're able to lean over. It makes me a little peephole. Yeah, exactly. You see this peephole, and you can see a pretty good sized. Spiky, spined skag that's got some green glowing to it. So this is a badass corrosive skag. Badass skag, right on. Badass skag. Make that booty pop. (laughs) Oh, please. Please don't make the skag's booty pop. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just add on. That was a good enough search check. You know, the back is looking weak. The corrosion is, is dimming. So you've... You could see that as a possible exit. There's also one of the arm joints is pretty weak as well. So maybe you could push through that and and escape. Okay, let's try that. We'll try uh, busting our way out through the back and fleeing for cover. Okay, interact check. Interact check. Here we go. It's 15. You're able to sort of bash at the back. It's kind of awkward because you, you have to like throw your fists behind you because you can't fully turn around inside this mech. Very cramped cockpit. Gonna make make note of that in my uh, design docs and maybe make a roomier cockpit in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you smash through it though and you're able to kind of like squeeze awkwardly through it and you get out. Your mech is there and and you can see that there was a where the corrosion happened was where it did kind of like its its respawn protocol. And so that's why it isn't disappearing. It's that it got damaged. That got damaged by the protocol. So, you know, you make a note of that mentally of, okay, I need to reinforce that so that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. It's a problem. <laughs> it, it needs to be fixed. Uh, you know, this is good and valuable information. Very well. That's why we do these field tests, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you get out, and there's not really any cover other than your mech. Okay. You know, it, you're in the desert, and and the town is, it's in the distance. You know, you you might be able, actually, why don't you roll an insight check? Insight check. Here we go. That is a five, my first bad roll of the day. Nice. <laughs> okay. You feel like you could probably make it to the town. Okay. Let's leg it. I, 
I'm I'm sprinting. I don't I don't really want to fight this badass skag. I'm I'm intimidated. So as you're sprinting, the skag runs through and it jumps on top of your mech and just kind of like slashes it around and and you know it, it collapses and then it launches off of the mech. You're about a third of the way to the town. You know you're doing okay. Why don't you do an are you going to continue to just sprint towards town? Oh yeah, we're we're legging it, we're hoofing it with my new prosthetic legs, really breaking them in. Yeah, roll an interact check. Actually, traverse? let's just let's do a weird. Yeah, traverse. Yeah, there we go. Let's do a traverse check. Perfect. Twelve. Okay, yeah, it's a pretty decent. You know, right. you're you're doing good. You're about halfway to the town. The skag spits some corrosion and it hits your metal arm. And it just like corrodes it just a hair, you know, like it's still functional. You can't move your pinky anymore. Oh man, I, I just polished this thing. Come on. Yeah. Oh, what a dick. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So you keep, do you want, you keep running, right? Yeah. I'm going to keep running. Do another traverse. That is 10. Oh boy. Here we go. The corrosion, the corrosive acid drips off of your, your arm and onto your leg one of your legs and it gets just right on one of the wires that kind of makes it go limp. So you're dragon now. Dragon, dragon ass. Yeah, and the skag, as you look back, is gaining. It's You're fairly certain that you cannot make it back to the town in time. All right, uh, do I have any weapons, any other weapons? Yeah, you've got your crappy combat rifle. So I will fire at it with my crappy combat rifle. I rolled a 14 accuracy and dealt 13 damage. Chunks of armor fly from it, but, it, you know, no blood. You haven't hit anything too crazy there. You just, it, it doesn't even seem that bothered by it at this point. It's still charging at you. And it rams into you and deals three damage. And you go flying three squares, just kind of tumbling. All right. Very tell me, do I have uh, do I have shields at this point, or is that health damage? You know what? I don't think you have shields. Let's I don't think I do either. Health, yeah, because uh, yeah, at this point you're just like, well, I've got this hobby mech, and like you're not you're not super out there of of adventuring. Yeah, this this is the incident that makes me go. Maybe I should invest in some shields. All right, so you are on the ground. You're three squares away from this thing. You still have your combat rifle. You manage. Actually, let's roll an interact or. A, yeah, I think interact. Interact check to see if I keep the rifle. That is 18. Okay. Okay, yeah, you managed to hold on to the rifle and, and you're ready with it. Still. And my tumbling. Okay, so I, I yeah. come out of my tumble ready to fire and I rolled an 18 accuracy and only did seven damage. It looks annoyed. You hit more armor and one of the spines of it and it's, it's, it's bothered, you know. You ruined its beautiful, scary looking spine, hardened shell spine and... It's, it's pissed off at you now. It's going to shoot its acid at you. It deals five damage. 10 health, 10 HP. Here we go. Down to the wire. Yeah, bring it on. I got not much else I can do. I'm immobile. I'm laying in the dirt, the sand, in a puddle of corrosive acid. <laughs> it's like wearing at the soles of your, your metal legs. It's it's run through your shoes, the soles of your shoes for sure. And now you're... you're feet your little poor little feet are are taking it just still wear shoes if you had metal legs i don't know yeah roll a shoe check <laughs> you know what in the picture you know we had it illustrated so yeah he had so he was wearing boots 
Yeah. You can't even really tell he has metal legs most of the time. Yeah, because I wear pants and boots. Yeah. Okay, so uh, from my perch in the sand in the corrosive. Okay, roll an accuracy of 14 and dealt six damage. Just a DPS race at this point. Blood and acid kind of spit out of its flesh as you as you shoot it. So you know that you're hitting flesh now. Blood and acid is my favorite uh, stoner metal band. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that is a good band name. It goes up to you. It charges at you again and bites at that same leg that's limp and just kind of like tosses you around a little bit, you know, almost... Yeah, like a dog playing with a stuffed animal, where it's just like whipping it up in the air and back and forth and into the ground. Am I making squeaky toy noises? And it it deals eight damage. All right. But it, you are also starting to pass out. You know, you're, you've taken quite a bit of trauma. Uh, why don't you roll an interact check? That's a seven. Oh, God, I thought it was a one for a second. That's a seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, everything's starting to... Go black. You feel like you're passing out. You've lost some blood. You're getting hit against the ground. There's definitely going to be a concussion from this. And then you hear some gunshots from the town, uh, and you you pass out. If I pass out, it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, two of you are all passed out now. Unconscious, bros. We're back to Bandit Matt pre-psycho Matt, and you are sprinting towards the the wagon. It's about six squares away. To your left, there's the orc that had jumped out holding that barrel. It's on fire, and the psycho is right next to it with its buzz axe just fueling its rage. And the other two bandits are running towards the orc as well. Okay. The or the bushwhacker, which is the one with the barrel. Yeah. What angle am I running at the wagon from? From where you are, it's straight in front of you, but also heading a little bit to the right. Okay. But it's, it's not moving all that fast. It's still an orc, a wagon that might have some heavy stuff in it, and and one sorry. And so, like, you know you can catch up to it. Okay. I'm going to try to do that then i'm gonna go try to uh catch up to the wagon okay roll a speed uh a speed check no a traverse check roll a traverse check there that is a 14 plus zero 14 you're running and you're catching up pretty good you've passed the orc with the the barrel um and and you're not that close to that orc Anyways, but yeah, you're past it. Do you want to shoot at the wagon or the orc or anything else? Or are you just going to be running? No, I think I'm going to be focusing on trying to catch the wagon. The psycho that's standing right in front of the orc bushwhacker just grabs that orc's throat, pulls it up in the air, and the orc's holding the barrel still above its head. And then he takes his buzz axe and he just jabs it right into him. And it's ripping into his his chest and the orc goes limp and the barrel starts to fall on his head and the psycho lets go of the orc's neck grabs the barrel and just tosses it lightly to the right just behind you and it the barrel hits the ground it explodes some of the wood goes into your back and you take one point of damage into your back you don't have shields at this point either okay 
And then it also propels you forward. So you are really close to this. You're only three squares away from this. Uh, oh, wait, how many squares did I have you move last? Oh, okay. You're like two squares away from this, the back of the caravan, the wagon. I guess I, a caravan is more so a, a multiple. Yeah, it's like a group wagons. of, yeah. Yeah, I totally messed that up. It's just one wagon. So, you know, you're a bandit. You're dumb. You don't know what a, a caravan is. <laughs> I know what it is, but I knew that bandits didn't. So yeah. this is from your point of view. <laughs> yeah. You're the dumb one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the other two bandits are going to sh- shoot... They, you know, they're running, but they're they're not even up to where the psycho is. But they're going to shoot at the wagon, uh, and, and they hit like the wood of the wagon, you know, just the side of the cart of it. Am I close enough to uh, try and jump on it? Yeah, you can definitely do that. Okay, I'm going to try to so do that. Just a traverse check. Oh, that's a sixteen. Nice. Yeah, you get right up next to it. You jump in. You're you're all set. You're you're only one square behind the orc that is driving it, and it looks back and it does notice you. I'm gonna say, uh, Yar, give me all your goods. <laughs> it replies, Yarg nay, Yarg nay. Yeah, so this is this is something new that I'm trying. Does did that work? Like. Would you be willing to fill out like a questionnaire? I have a I have a card to give you. <laughs> so you're you've rubbed this drug in your eye. Is there a name for this drug? Probably. No, it, we know it's different from iridium cane. Yeah, there is. I don't I don't know what it is. Okay, yeah, <laughs> bandits just it's just the good stuff. Yeah, the sauce. <laughs> yummy eye sauce but it's a powder <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> spicy hot sauce for your eyes <laughs> you know you've just said this pirate talk and you talk about the questionnaire and and all of a sudden a pirate hat grows on top of this orc and and that's why it said yard nay you know like what they're saying doesn't translate this is full-on hallucination type stuff you you know that there's things out there in the world, but they are different. You see them in a very different way. So this is another pirate. You've just run onto this pirate ship. There's a captain there in front of you, and and you're there to take this booty. Okay, yeah, no, I like that. It has a hook for a hand, and with that hook for a hand, it reaches down and pulls out a sword, and it's holding a sword in its hook. <laughs> like the hilt of it is just angled in the hook. And that's what you're seeing. I guess that's a no on the questionnaire. One of these times, somebody's going to fill that out. I really need some feedback about this. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to uh, I'm going to try to shoot him. So I rolled a 10 for accuracy, and I dealt 8 damage. Okay, some of the buck shots from your shotgun shoot into the Saurian as well, which causes it to freak out. And, and it makes the cart jostle uh, and the orc falls out and tumbles behind the cart and you are now alone in this cart. So what what is in the cart that I can see? I mean, you're hallucinating. So it all looks like gold doubloons and rum and... Parrots. 
parrots. Yeah, the the saurian is a dolphin, and the sand is an ocean. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the there's a storm that's blowing in. It's the reason why it's all shaky. The saurian is it's almost like a rickshaw of like. Well, no. How how is a yeah like. There's these two wooden posts that go out to where the Saurian is and then in front of it. And then the Saurian is like pulling that, you know, it's like kind of roped into it. Yeah. And some of your buckshots hit some of that wood, those wood poles that are holding the Saurian there. How out of control is the Saurian? Is it still kind of just, is it, uh, it's not like stampeding or anything, right? It's just kind of running still a little bit saurians are pretty vicious they're like velociraptors right right so it's kind of scared because it can't turn around and face its opponent and it's trying to a little bit it's trying to look back at you but it can't quite so it's just like a really it's it's going aimlessly more vicious at this point um than like directional okay it wants to be able to defend itself Well, I was going to see if I could cut it loose, but now I don't know if I want to do that. Instead, I think I'm going to uh, just start throwing all the stuff out of the back of the wagon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You do that. No, roll an interact check. (laughs) That's a nine plus three, 12. So you're throwing stuff out the back. You know, you're shoveling these gold doubloons and throwing them down into the dirt behind you they're scattering through you throw a, a bottle or two and they break as they hit the grounds and some parrots i throw into the air so you have parrots you throw into the air of course be free <laughs> uh but you're still kind of you're going it's like each turn you're moving maybe four squares okay but very like jostly you know like zigzaggy yeah four squares so the psycho has finished, you know, the the orc bushwhacker. The other two bandits are shooting at the orc that's behind you. And the psycho grabs its buzz axe, throws it, and it hits the wheel of the cart and breaks one of the wheels, which causes it to pivot onto its side. And it rolls. Roll a traverse check. Uh, it's a 12. So you're in the cart. It pivots. You get tossed out as it starts to roll. The Saurian rolls with it and the stuff breaks. Uh, when it's all done, you get up and you see, you know, the, the cart is kind of in pieces and there's some broken bottles, but there's still some some full bottles as well and gold spattered across and dead parrots and... Oh, no. And, <laughs> and then the Saurian gets up and it... it is freed now, you know, all that wood broke. It's still got the leash on it and the leash has some bits of wood on the other end. And it's just limping away, trying to run away from the situation. It's free. It it wants its freedom. It's not like too badly injured, but it's stunned a little bit. Yeah. Like a little stunned. That was a lot. It was a shock. It's in shock, but yeah, uh, the other two bandits have killed the other orc and they all come up to you and and start kind of rifling through. The buzz axe that was thrown magically dissipates and then reappears in the psycho's hand. 
it sheaths it on its back. And, and that's just so cool to you. You know, you think that's, that's a really awesome thing that it can do. Another reason you are so jealous of this bastard. And then it comes up to you and you don't remember him having an eye patch and a peg leg, but he says, ah, the spoils be good this time. You did good. Do you guys have names amongst each other? Yeah, I want to say yes. I'm so terrible with coming up with names, though. Oh, you know what, though? Here we go, though. Because you're hallucinating, and that includes audio, he just calls you, like, uh, Jorm Harkins. (laughs) (laughs) You did good, Jorm Harkins. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, and I say, uh, thank you kindly, Lorn Jorm Salver. (laughs) (laughs) He pats you on the back. And they, the bandits start to set up a camp around all of this, these goods. And they start opening some of the bottles and drinking it and, and partying. All right. I guess I'm, I'm going to go see what... How long does this uh, drug last, I guess? I feel like there's kind of some... Even, you know, you've been using it for so long that it's sort of just a part of your system now. Like, yeah, it, it altered... It's altered you to the core. Uh, so even if you're not on it, you still see things kind of delusionally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go see what I can find then in all of the all of the loot. Yeah. Uh, do a search check. Uh, it's a seven. You find some some rum, yo-ho, and, uh, and, and gold. You put it in your pockets, you know, like, I don't know, and, and start drinking. Do you start drinking? Are you a drinker? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'd have to be being a, a bandit pirate. <laughs> uh, you know, and we'll flash forward. You know, you, the four of you are all partying and enjoying the, the spoils of your, your plunder. And it's getting into late... It's it's getting into the evening, pretty pretty late into the evening, and the four of you are just sitting around a fire and talking. What what kind of things do bandits talk about? I'll say the drug has worn off at this point to where like you no longer see things as pirate as a pirate anymore. Okay, there is some of that actually was gold, but it's not as shiny of gold, and there's no rubies in there or or you know jewels in there. Uh, yeah, the parrot the parrot that I made friends with is gone yeah what was the parrot i think it was uh just like a like a wrench (laughs) okay yeah they were tools they were just like tools (laughs) scattered across the thing yeah nice yeah you're all sitting around the campfire talking and he never even filled out my form i asked nicely and everything i can't believe it you're an odd duck duckling the big psycho punches you in the arm Way harder than it means to. You take two damage from it. <laughs> but it's it's a sign of, you know, companionship. It's fun. Yeah. Born not unto the psychos, but born into the psychos. Would you be psycho? Yes. Yes, a million times, yes. It takes out its buzz axe from its back, you know, unsheaths its buzz axe and holds out the buzz axe in front of you handing it towards you okay i take it you hold it in your hands and 
this overwhelming feeling of joy. You know, this is the start of something really exciting. You're going to be training to be a psycho. And then all of a sudden it magically deconstructs back into this big psycho's hand. <laughs> you too puny. <laughs> Uh, that was my character laughing. So I kind of laugh like, oh, huh, huh. Uh, and then I, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and do, uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to, are you taking like a full shot with your shotgun? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, roll, roll, roll for damage. Your accuracy and damage. <laughs> That's a nat 20. Oh my gosh, so it's going to do double damage. <laughs> That's a, oh. All right, so I rolled a nat 20 on my accuracy, and I dealt 16 damage. Bam! You whipped out your shotgun, you shot him, and he has shields, but it shoots through the shields, knocks him back onto his back uh, as he's laughing at you. And, and the shields dissipate, and it, some of the buckshots go into his chest, and blood splatters out, and he, he's, he's on the ground, and he gets up, and he looks at you, and he says, maybe hope yet. <laughs> uh, and you can see he's got, like, some pride. He's, he's proud of you. And then, gunshots. There's gunshots happening from the south. Uh, and they're not that far away. They've snuck up on y'all. And these four figures are shooting at you. One of the bandits gets torn to shreds uh, and, and lights on fire and is, is screams. It's not even a very long scream because it lights the bandit lights on fire and then goes down and, and is dead uh, pretty instantly. Uh, right. the, other dam- the other one takes some damage. The psycho, its shields are gone, so it's just taking straight up damage, and uh, and you take a couple of shots as well. So you're going to take ten points of damage. Oh man! Um, and you don't have shields. Yeah, and I already took one point of damage. For th- was it one point or was it three points? So what's that? But you're you're at like ten health. Okay, that sounds good. Tarquin, you are waking up, and you are. Strapped to a table. Am I still drunk, or can I speak normally again now? Yeah, you're sober. So you wake up. Uh, you know everything's coming. It's it's a dimly lit room. It's it's like a a very dirty, gross looking doctor's office. You can see kind of a hazy. Wait, wait, wait. He did it in uh, the office. He didn't even take me to an operating room. What dirty bastard! <laughs> yeah well it's like it doubles as it it's not sterile conditions right. just like yeah. a shitty curtain that you pulled. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and there's blood stains on that curtain some of them are old and some of them are yours but you can see him his back is turned to you this this uh fuzzy being and it looks like he's operating on something or working on something on a table mumbling to himself okay um, but you don't feel drunk. You just feel like groggy. You know the groggy from the drugs. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, naturally, my first instinct is to try and sit up and just sort of ugh, hit the straps, and then uh, I don't know. Oh, where am I? What happened? When you go to get up, uh, as you go up, you know you feel like one side of your body is strapped 
more so than the other. And and you look down and you see that your arm is gone from the shoulder down. You have no okay, arm. Apologies for the volume. Oh my god, what the fuck have you done to me? What have you done to me? He turns around. Oh, you're what? I, 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 did I give him an accent? I don't, I don't know, he, but he does have I don't one think now. He spoke, did he? Maybe. I can't he remember. did. You were talking. He was like, oh, what? What? Well, now he has a different <laughs> accent because he. <laughs> this is the true him now, you know? It's a lot more villainous. Ah, you're awake. Good, good. <laughs> and, and he turns around and he's holding your arm. And it's Can he got, give me a little wave like, with it? <laughs> yes, yes. He turns around and he says, oh, you're awake. And he waves your arm at you like, hello. Uh, and your arm has like skag armor on it. Uh, it's like infused with it. Uh, and it, it doesn't look pretty. Like it's not nicely done. Because that, that would it's, change my entire outlook on this. I'd be like, damn, you made it sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, and it's pretty torn up. It's it's a rough, rough cut on the edge. Uh, like he used a very rusty hacksaw. What the hell? What the hell are you doing? Well, you were pretty out of it, so I just, uh, you're not from around here. Nobody's gonna miss you. I've got, I've got experiments. Literally, what the fuck, man? You can live without an arm. Well, I'm just gonna keep, like, straining against the straps, I guess. I mean, like, what else can I do? (laughs) Yeah, do do an interact check. Thirteen. Some of the bolts that are holding in the straps are starting to rattle and get loose. Uh, but so it, it's loosening. You're not free, but it's giving you a little bit of wiggle room. And he starts to say, "I can sew it back on, and uh, we can see you can you could have this badass arm." What makes you think I'd want that piece of shit on me? Well, think how cool it'd be. You'd be like part skag, right? Oh, uh, just what I've always wanted. Let me out, you fucking psycho! Skags are awesome! Do you know what would be awesome? If you could turn back time and not have done this to me! Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to put you out again, and and when you wake up, you'll be part skag. It'll be so cool! You're, you're starting to sound a little uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtzis. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, are my legs I presume my legs are strapped down right yeah your whole body but but as you've been struggling they've become uh, they're coming more loose do you, if you want to keep struggling you can roll again yeah and... I'll, I'll try that it seems to be the only thing I can do right now I, was, I think it's a bit too late to be able to talk my way out of it isn't it <laughs> um, oh Jesus five five okay um, the it's still coming loose a little bit, but the straps are starting to cut into you, cut into your arms and cut into your legs. You're naked on this table. Oh, uh, But naked, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, right, I'm gonna... Ch- oh, well, I, I guess there's nothing I can do. Just sew it on, please. Just don't leave me armless. Oh, good, good. Come, come to the light. You've come to the light. Uh-huh. <laughs> He turns around uh, and goes towards the table. As your blood is dripping through your arm, <laughs> uh, it feels almost well. Yeah. My arm. As the blood is, <laughs> as the blood is flowing 
through your arm and on your legs. It actually feels like it's it's almost like a lubricant on them. Oh, hello. <laughs> time for some <laughs> time for some sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're naked, right? <laughs> um Okay, that's nice. I see you were implying that I can slip out of the straps with this lubricant, but that's that's not what I'm going to do straight away. So come, 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 doctor, come lean over me to attach this arm. He grabs the, or he turns around with um, like a sewing kit and, and walks around the table to the other side. Which arm of yours? It's the right arm, right? Yep. So he walks around to your right side and and starts to line up the the arm to your your severed part your your shoulder okay. where your arm would while be. he's leaning over me i'm gonna bite him in the neck uh roll an interact check 22 the strap that goes across your chest mm-hmm. comes loose just enough that you're able to bite him in the neck yeah i'm gonna take you know like a proper apple <laughs> i'm gonna take a big chunk out of him okay yeah, then, you get a oh, good... Oh, and then, when he turns to look at me, going, ah, I'm going to spit it back into his mouth. <laughs> okay, he tries... He's screaming, uh, opens his mouth to scream, you spit it out, it goes into his mouth. That was a high roll. I'm not going to make you roll anything to do that, uh, which makes him start gagging and, and spitting that out. Uh, he drops your arm on the floor. Now I'm going to slip and... out of the straps. Okay, roll and interact for that. Uh, 19. Okay, yeah, you are able to slip out. your So your ankle strength and your wrist strength, all of that you're able to get out of, um, but you still have that chest strap. Uh, well, now I've, my one arm is out of the strap, yeah? Yeah, and there is a scalpel. Uh, there, oh, there is a scalpel next to your arm from where he was cutting and a hacksaw. And, okay, well... Actually, there wouldn't be a scalpel. He's he's a rough surgeon. There's only a okay. Two right next to you is a is a hacksaw. Okay. Well, first of all, well, do I need the hack? No, I'm just gonna. I've got. An, I've still got one hand, so I'm just gonna undo the buckle with with my actual yeah. hand. So, is your right hand your dominant hand? Yes, it is. On instincts, at first you're trying to use your right <laughs> arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nothing is happening. Right. Uh, <laughs> After that moment of embarrassment, yeah, you you fumble with your left hand. Okay, so undone the thing. Pick up the hacksaw. What's he? Is he still like just? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, he's he can't even speak very well because you got a pretty good bite out of him. Cool. I'm gonna swing the hacksaw into his neck, into the already bitten, but you know. Perfect. Yeah. Roll it. Let's roll accuracy and damage, as if it's a melee. But we'll give you a bonus of like plus three for damage. Accurate accuracy is six. Oh wait, no, but I've got a mod of three. So accuracy of nine. Okay, so you're just gonna do normal damage. Um so with the plus three, that makes it seven. Okay, yeah. You chop into him. Where are you hitting him? Straight in the neck. Okay, which is already weakened from where you you bit into it. He goes down and he's grabbing at his neck. And he dies. Or he's bleeding out. You know, if you wanted to talk to him, you still could for us. You you don't have long. Um, okay, real, real quick then. Talk, you're like, oi, doctor, because I'm probably spewing out some blood from my arm. Like, how do I fix this? I could have fixed that for you. 
<laughs> and he spits out, coughs up the last bit of blood and, and dies. What a fucker. Um... <laughs> but you're not bleeding out too much. Like he had kind of tied a bandage around your shoulder a little bit rough. Like you're still losing blood at a very slow rate. Um, there's like, uh, if you want to do a search check, you can see what's around you. I'm going to do a search. I've got an item in mind, but let me see if I can have the searchy powers to find it. Ten. There is a torch on the wall. Well, like a blowtorch? Yes. No, no, like a, a a light torch, you know, like a stick with fire on it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Right. So what I'm going to do, because it's going to hurt a lot. I'm going to put my own severed arm in my mouth to bite down on. And I'm gonna stick whatever I'm gonna stick my shoulder into the fire. Do I need to roll oh, that, wow. or should I just act it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no. Do an interact check. Let's do an interact. <laughs> Eighteen. Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead and describe what you want to happen. Right. I jam the arm in my mouth. I press my severed shoulder into the fire. It sort of steams and. Crackles, you know, like when you're frying a burger. <laughs> but it's sealed and I am no longer bleeding. <laughs> you managed to stay conscious throughout? I just dribbled all over my arm. There's probably some sort of role for that, is there? Well, I just include that in your interact. Oh, okay. Because, like, interact yeah. is what I use sometimes to, like, determine if you can stay conscious or, or aware yeah well i got an 18 so i'm gonna say yeah i powered through yeah you've just cauterized the wound mm-hmm. and you, you you're awake you're aware um there there's kind of bits and tools around you you know metal scraps and and whatnot you've bit into your arm you you took a pretty good chunk out of your arm while you were burning yourself you don't yeah. think your arm is salvageable. No, and it's I got the skag bits. That's no good anymore. Is Shartleby likely to have a... a where would one even get a, a bionic arm from? Is that going to be in Shartleby? Or am I going to have to travel somewhere else? <laughs> you know, you there wouldn't necessarily be anything there. But maybe you think you can piece something together. Actually, roll an insight. Oh, six. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you you remember meeting a Mechromancer once with some metal limbs, and you feel confident that you can make that happen. It didn't look that hard. Okay, in that case, I'm going to go to Shuttleby Junkyard and see what I can find. <laughs> okay, yeah. You go to the junkyard, uh, you sift through, do a search check. Natural 20! Oh, okay. You find exactly what you want. What? what what's this is your a ready, first... ready-made bionic arm. No, there's like a an old, um, I don't know, like a Mark III jackbot that's just been with its processors burnt out and stuff. It's got a pretty sick-looking arm. I'll be like, I'll have that. It's about the right. I'm like holding it up, measuring it out. It's about the right length. Yeah, uh, and you take that and. And you just put it onto your arm. You're trying to think of like, oh, how, how did that do that? How, how would that have worked? And, and what you end up doing is just taping the arm to your wound and, and pushing it in through the burn marks. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like planted in there. Uh, it doesn't yeah. actually function or anything because you've literally just like, you thought it would be easier. You thought that just pushing the arm into your arm would make it your arm. Yeah, I mean, like, 
aesthetically, I'm doing fine. And I can find when I'm in a better place than Shartleby, um, which is probably like the motto on the bottom of the town sign. You know? <laughs> 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 Welcome to Shartleby. There are better places. Um, when, I'm in, <laughs> when I'm in a better place, I will find someone with the know-how to sort this out. But for now, for all intents and purposes, I am whole again. <laughs> okay. I assume, did, I don't know, did you grab your clothes before you left there? I'm going to say, well, <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you you did not find your sword in that pile of stuff, though. No. So So that is now gone. You've lost your sword. You've lost your friends, and you've lost your your uh wizard's wand yeah um but now you know you got a little inspiration of you know maybe you don't need to be an assassin maybe maybe this metal arm thing is the start of something new for you yeah absolutely mercurius you wake up in a much nicer doctor's office than than uh tarquin was in you don't know that not possible Ah, the luxuries of not being in shartleby yeah (laughs) That's also what it says on the town sign. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jarberg, the luxuries of not being in Shartleby. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, you're waking up and, and the doctor's there. Oh, actually, you know what? There's a doctor and there's a mechanic there. And they're looking at your <laughs> arm. Perfect. Uh, and the mechanic says, I don't think your arm's very salvageable. Uh, you're going to need quite a few parts for this. And, and your leg, it... it it went right through the the drive shaft. <laughs> <laughs> the drive leg joint. Obviously very technical. Very technical. The <laughs> uh, the thingamajig and the whirly gig bits. Yep. <laughs> they're all they're all sprunked up and you can't <laughs> There we go. Yep, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so as you're waking up, you're you're getting this news. They're just telling you right as you wake up because they're no, no nonsense. And the doctor says, I patched you up and that's going to be about 300 gold. 300 gold. Damn, dude. Which, I got like 60 in no, a no, year. No. Can you wait? <laughs> no, no, no. So you you have your savings, right? You, oh, yeah. You were a lawyer. So you have. Yeah. You had quite a bit of gold and, and uh, you know, you you were pretty set. Uh, you would okay, still be so able I'm- to carry on taking care of pancake. Uh, you'd be able to you know like yeah yeah um, that lawyer funds still yeah. in the bank okay i got so you. he's saying that's 300 gold um right on and so you know like that's that's not too much of a problem for you the mechanic looks at you and says i saw your mech out there it's torn to shreds and uh you know a lot of it's i don't think a lot of it's salvageable so uh you and and i told it i took you know i did you the kindness of towing it into town but that thing is huge and and falling apart so so that's gonna be about 700 and you can pick it up from my lot my junkyard lot well i appreciate the toe and i appreciate you patching me up doc that's that's awful nice of you i guess i better get to work seeing what i can uh what i can put back together on that thing uh i'm guessing you just pay them you you have the funds right yeah if i have the funds there i'll pay them yeah okay uh so you're gonna try to yeah. Pickpocket him or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just steal the money right back. 
Okay, no, I, it's fine. You go to his lot and Pancake is there and it's corroded. It's torn to pieces, you know, like when the skag jumped on top of it, uh, it had... Just twisted metal. Twisted metal. It's got claw Awful. gouges in it. Uh, so it's, it's in rough shape. You know it's going to take quite a bit of money to repair this thing. At that time, a, a vault hunter comes up to you and says, Hey, I saved your ass out there. How about a little appreciation? Oh shit! Thanks, man. That's that's that was awful nice of you. I had two HP left, so I, I really I really do appreciate that. <laughs> you know, the way you think a vault hunter is with gold, not words. Oh shit! He holds out Jeez. his hands uh, and he says, "I I think two HP. You know, that's a uh, that's gotta be. <laughs> you must have been missing like quite a bit of health. How about a a thousand gold? I think that's worth your life, right? Whew." Yeah, I think pretty highly of myself. So a thousand gold sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you pay the thousand gold. Oh, just oh man. So you're starting to burn through some of your money here. Just th- this incident. My savings. No. You're like you know you could skip a few meals. You're not going to give up working on pancake, of course, because pancakes you love. Oh yeah. It's a minor setback. But you get pancakes all torn to shreds, and you know you're going to need to repair it. Yeah. So. It's- Start spending money on that. <laughs> you know, if you need some junk around here to do some repairs, if, if that'll be useful for you, then you can you can use anything laying around. But you, you got to pay for it, you know, of course. Yeah. Uh, but but it looks like your flamethrower, that's shot to hell. Done. Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure about that fist there. You know, you might want to take a look at that. I've never seen anything like that. So if you want to roll like an insight check to check on like how the mech is looking, what you need to okay. do to fix it. Uh, 12, 12. Okay, yeah, it's respectable. So, yeah, you know that the salamander flamethrower is shot. It's done. You look at the mech wrist, and it's, like, it's corroded. Just all the gears are all gone and and melted. Not gone. They're melted together, so infused to the edge. So there's literally... Keeping pile of slag. Yeah, there's no way you'll be able to take those gears out and replace it or fix it so that's that's garbage now the back is pretty well corroded and and you had to kick out or you know punch out some of it uh, and this yeah. is as you're going through the math you you know you're not going to be able to replace everything you can only keep one thing the minigun uh you know one of the barrels is has some corrosion so that looks like it's going to be the cheapest thing to repair you just need to fix one barrel there all right, and that's gonna that's gonna chew through the last of my savings. I'm assuming fixing up that one barrel and ditching the rest of it. Yeah, and then you've got to you know repair all the holes and and all the other stuff. So sure, sure. So uh, you know, roll roll a search check. Is that a that's a six? <laughs> okay, yeah you you find like rusted pieces of metal uh, and and he's gonna charge you. To, oh, that'll be fifteen hundred gold. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> These are big numbers. I'm glad that I don't like I don't have any of this gold written down. I don't know how much savings I had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's gone. It's out of here. It's gone. You know, you have you have enough for a couple of meals, maybe. Yeah, ramen noodles, baby. Let's go. Yeah. But you get the uh why don't you do like an interact and, and we'll see how well you repair it. Okay, repairing pancake montage commence. That's a nine. 
dun, 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 dun. Yeah. They need a montage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you couldn't get that one last barrel to get back in. Uh, so you just have one less barrel that's operational. You, you managed to just kind of like override that barrel. There you go. Just skip it. Just skip it. Yeah. There's just one less of that mini gun. So it's like, it's <laughs> 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 um, got a little bit of a stutter. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Stuttering pancake. Oh, um, and then there's, there's gaps. Like when you get into the mech and, and there's like those gouges, some of that, isn't quite sealed properly. And, and so like, sure, if yeah. it was raining, the water would rain onto you or, or if, you know, if somebody was shooting corrosion on you, raining corrosion on you, it might get in the cockpit. Yeah. yeah. And so for what was around and what you could afford, you did what you did the best you could. Oof. Yeah. And, and now you've burned through your savings. You only have a little bit of money left, you know, a couple meals. Um, and you see that vault hunter walking away, counting that money that you gave him. Like, damn, that guy's got it made. Just adventure. He cleaned up the skag that I almost killed anyway. <laughs> I totally could have had him. I think I might. I think I might take up vault hunting. You know, it might uh, might be an adventurer. There are four shadowy beings shooting at you. One of your bandit buddies is dead, burnt to a crisp on the ground, and. The psycho has taken a little bit of damage. The other bandit buddy's taking some damage. You're not sitting too pretty. You know, you're you're like half health. Go ahead and roll initiative. That was a, they did a surprise attack. That is a six plus one, seven. The four beings are going to start taking shots at you. You hear them kind of yelling to each other and coordinating with each other. And one with a sniper, you hear a sniper shot from one of them, and it hits into the it hits it into the bandit, and it deals five damage to that bandit. And I said, "No, Dad. I mean, Big Jim." <laughs> That's the bandit, not the psycho, though. So, well, the bandit. But yeah. still, you can call him Big Jim too. Bigger, it's Big Jim, bigger Jim, biggest Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and then your Jorm Harkins. Uh, Jorm Harkins, yeah. <laughs> um, and then another one, it shoots that same, you know, Big Jim. What did you call him? Big Jim? Big Jim. Yeah. yeah. It shoots Big Jim, lights him on fire. He's running around on fire and he runs into like some of the tents. He falls into, he, he burns two of the tents, falls into the third tent. The tents are burning. He's burning. He's dead. And then another guy shoots from a distance with his shotgun and does two damage to Biggest Jim, uh, (laughs) who is now pretty pissed off. And then the last one, you hear a pistol shot and it hits the Biggest Jim in the head and does eight damage. Biggest Jim is pretty pissed off right now. Uh, Not looking too good. Definitely less pretty after some pistol shots to the face. Uh, But it is your turn now. Should have saved my dad joke for that. (laughs) You can do other dad. (laughs) (laughs) So how close are these people to me? 
Um, they are about seven squares and kind of like arching around your camp. I guess I'm going to shoot at them. I don't know what else I can do. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just shoot at them. Go ahead and roll. Yeah, roll your shotgun shot. Which one are you going to shoot at? So there was a... Are they all the same distance? Yeah, they're all about the same distance. Okay. So there was a sniper, an SMG, a pistol, and a shotgun. The SMG dealt fire damage. Okay. Um, But those those are the four things that happened. So you can shoot at whoever you want. I don't know. I'll shoot the SMG then. Kill Big Jim. Go ahead and, yeah, roll your shot. So I rolled a 12 for my accuracy, and I dealt seven damage. And I yell, this is for you, Big Jim. You hear a woman's voice still yell, eat rat feces. And then Biggest Jim takes his axe and is sprinting towards them, throws the axe, um, dealing 12 damage to... The pistol, the pistolier, the person with the pistol. Uh, and then the buzz axe comes back into their hand. And they, they just continue to run and sprint towards these four shadow figures. And then you hear the woman's voice say, All right, let's finish this. And Biggest Jim pops up into the air in a bubble. Just this beautiful bubble that's so mesmerizing to you. And you hear someone with a British accent say, like, Eat grenade, you piece of shit. And then they throw this grenade, and uh, and then the person with the pistol comes out of the shadows a little bit, and they're swaying, and they're just, like, doing this little dance move and saying, like, we got this, we got this, and then start shooting at, at you. Another person comes out. And with their shotgun, they run at you and they shoot you and they say, get off the bus and shoot you. (laughs) While the person's up in the air, uh, the SMG person also shoots with some fire, uh, shoots them with their SMG and lights Biggest Jim on fire. And he's just burning in this, this bubble and a grenade explodes and pushes him up in the air. And then he comes down and he's dead his buzz axe falling beside him. You have been shot by a pistol and a shotgun, and you take 10 damage. You're bleeding out. Uh, you're dying there on the ground, and you're, you're, you're dying on the ground in a pool of blood uh, as your camp burns around you. You can hear the other people talking and talking about how, oh, yeah, that wasn't so hard. But it's, it's easy gold, and then they start to argue about something, and you, and you don't understand what it is. Something about, like, a wand and, and why the siren, who already has cool things going on, gets to use this, this awesome weapon. And, uh, and, and there's just, like, arguing as you pass out. And then you wake up, and the, the camp is, you know, like, there's just a few flames around and you're really really injured uh, but you managed to to get up but you're bleeding pretty bad uh the very first thing that i do is i look to see if they filled out the customer satisfaction questionnaire (laughs) Uh, no no (laughs) you don't see anything 
you don't see the forms. You just see your burnt friends and burnt camp. All right. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna look around then and see what's left. What I can find. Roll a search check. That's a nine plus one. It's a ten. Okay, good enough. You you can't find much, but on right by biggest Jim's body, uh, you find the buzz axe right there. It's in pretty good condition because he had dropped it before it caught on fire or exploded or anything like that. You know, there, there's a little bit of singe marks from the grenades, but it's it's in good it's in good shape, all things considered. Uh, and then there's also the a different pouch on his, uh, well, there's like a metal tube that's definitely singed on it, but you know this, you know this is a stronger version of the drug that you take, um, but only psychos take it. All right, so I'm going to take the buzz axe and the, the tube that has the drug, and I'm going to say, this is for you, Dad. And I'm going to give the buzz axe a, a little kiss. And then I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take the drug. You feel the power coursing through your eyes and down into your arms. And, and you just feel like your muscles are tearing down and also building up. And you physically get beefed up a little bit. You know, your, your keg turns into like a two pack. <laughs> and you've got a little bit more strength, but you're still bleeding out, and you're still a little bit hazy. Uh, you've got your your buzz axe though, and, and more of that drug for later. But you feel decent enough to shuffle off. I think that this is not the first time that something like this has happened. So I'm moving on, moving on to the next thing. So you shuffle off uh, and head in a direction, and and you're bleeding as you go and you end up falling down from how weak you are and you're still pretty conscious. The drugs keeping you up and you see a wagon come up, pull up to you and grabs you and, and pulls you into the, puts you into the cart. She's a pretty big muscly woman uh, from what you can see. And she puts you in the back of the cart and you drive into, yeah, you ride off, into the morning sun and and head into a town. She picks you up, takes you into the the saloon and patches you up in one of the rooms and and you both go to sleep and wake up in the morning. She brings you back out to the cart and starts heading out of town again. There you go off into the sunrise with your your heroine and your drug too. <laughs> your heroin and your heroin, so to speak. <laughs> um, I mumbled to myself, and as they traveled off into the sunset, he thought about what it was that he saw and what that could have been that happened to Biggest Jim. The hunter. Thank you for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. I have been your BM, a.k.a. Bunker Master, Riley Stock. Tarquin Britstone is played by Phil McNeil. 
Phelion is played by Kimmy, my wife. The psycho Jorm Harkins, normally good boy, was played by Matt Laraway. And Mercurius is played by Kyle Mackert. Kyle Mackert also does the music, Vault Hunter, for the intro. And you can find his music at Mecha Mac Music on SoundCloud and YouTube. If you want to start your own adventures, go to nerdvanagames.com and you can buy your own source book. There's the super sweet deluxe edition that comes with a BM screen and miniatures and cards and a board and everything you need to play in person. It's amazing. If you enjoy the show, please be sure to hit follow, subscribe, whatever it's called, wherever you're listening. That way you get those notifications when new episodes come out and you don't miss them. If you enjoy the show and want to show your appreciation, go and share the show. Share it on your social media. Share it with your family, your friends, your foes, everybody in between. You could also go on to Apple Podcasts, rate it, review it. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter is where we're most active, at FF Adventure Co. on all of those platforms. Until next time, remember to keep on being a badass.